what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Thursday. It's May 12th. We're going with episode 301 today. We're starting on another sequence of 100, our fourth sequence of 100, with what might be one of the best conversations I have ever had when it comes to just how enlightening this conversation is on the podcast. Just talk about all these different topics, themes, everything around it when it comes to this band and their brand new. I'm coming out on May 20th. But before we dive into that, let me thank our sponsors. First is Phoenix Fitness. Yes, you know, summer is literally right around the corner. Or if you live, you know, in the southern part of the United States, you're probably already experiencing the great weather. But, you know, up here in the north, you still got a ways to go, as we always do. So, you know... If I'm going to want to go to all these shows too that I've been going to, I, you know me, I love jumping in the mosh pits. I never want to leave. You know, I got to make sure my fitness is on, you know, the absolute highest level possible to have the cardio to stay in these pits longest and the strength to, you know, take the hits and deliver them. And I'll take out any crowd kills if we have to. So I'm always in the gym all the time, you know, lifting, doing as much cardio work as possible. But I also need some help like preparing and recovering right so that I can achieve those fitness goals. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They've made different products and different supplements to help you achieve those fitness goals like pre-workouts to help you get amped up to get ready to go to the gym and get the best workout possible, both with Stim and Stim-Free blends. I use the Stim-Free stuff because, guys, trust me, I don't need any extra like caffeine or energy. I'm already wired as it is. They also have different like B-Cell recovery compounds to help you absorb the nutrients into your body and also to you know help rebuild the muscle right after your workout creatine is going to help build muscle along with different protein blends like am pm um directly after workout collagen blends plant-based protein blends so you can get all that kind of stuff multiple literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals phoenix is has for you our listeners get 15 for the use code msotdfxfit.com link description of the podcast with the promo code thank you phoenix fitness our second sponsor is custom debuts so you guys know i got all the cool stuff on the wall except for that one spot back to this bear i keep saying it but it's kind of a cool marketing tool to be like, yeah, it's spots bare back there. I need to fill it up with something. So why not a post from custom debuts? So here's what custom debuts actually does. So you give them an artist and I'm going to pick ice nine kills for this one. Then you give them an album or a song. Let's say you give them the silver scream and off that silver scream. say you give them a grave mistake as the song, or, you know, maybe cause you can pick one or the other. And they will send you a custom poster based off of that information, either, you know, off of the album artwork, the track listing on the album, based off of the song lyrics, whatever it might be. They will send you a proof within 48 hours of the concept they're going to work on. And if you like it, you can have it sent to you right away. If you don't, you can tell them what tweaks to make. They'll make those tweaks and then you can have it sent to you on either normal poster paper so you can frame it, a canvas print so it's cool, or an aluminum freaking sign so you can be the envy of all your musical friends at work, in the office, in the garage, in your dorm room, in your college apartment, in your own apartment, in your basement, with your family. Um, So yeah, custody views, bitch. That's where you get it. I had to add that in there for funsies. So our listeners get 10% of the code CPP10 at custody views website, link description of the podcast in custody views. Now in our future presentation. So there's a band called Watashi Wa. They've been, they released a good amount of music in the early to mid 2000s, but then they went away and now they're back releasing their first music in 16 years the brand new album from watashi wa called people like people comes out on may 20th and i got talked to frontman guitarist keyboard everything seth about this album and what we go into is the topics that are surround this album the idea that it's about taking a critical look at the plug-in generation of the digital age and the dangers inside of it we talk about all these different concepts of 
opening up conversation topics around this stuff, discussing them with people, connecting with people more of a personal way, deploying empathy so that we can discuss these issues even if we disagree on them. There is so much here. There's so much great conversation here that I'm not even doing it justice. We know what's going to do it justice if we just get into it. So let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. You know I like the heavy music, but I also like to expand my horizons and see what else is out there. So when this band came across my radar, it came across me from my friends at Amsterdam PR, I'm like, this is definitely something that is not really up my alley, but I'm very intrigued by it. So let's get this going. They're releasing a brand new album called People Like People. It's coming out on May 20th. It's their first new album in like 16 years. So Oh my lord, and we can talk all about it. So please welcome Seth from the band Watashiwa to the podcast. So Seth, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, Man, I'm excited about um, talking with you today. I'm excited talking to you, man. I mean, it, right now I'm just taking a look at like, you know, I see the sun shine through your blinds. Like it looks beautiful out there, even though I can't really see it out there. I mean, it's been cloudy here, you know, forever. It's the mid, it's the Midwest, unless it's summer, it's cloudy out here. So how's it been going around in, you know, your world right now, especially with the new album about to come out and potentially, you know, new shows coming up for you guys. Like how's it been going on your end? Yeah, things are great, man. I'm super thankful. Beautiful day here in California. Um, and uh yeah we have the album coming out we've released a couple singles as you know and um you know we've been a long time for us so we've been doing rehearsals kind of going over the old songs but also uh getting familiar with these new the new songs too for the first time so we're excited to be you know start playing uh we we just um have some tours that we've been booking and uh festival that, uh, that we're playing so we're excited it's it's been a long time but we're excited to kind of see people again and play these songs again live it'll be fun well especially given the time that you guys are you know releasing this new album and playing live shows once again especially you know two years removed from basically the world being shut down and live music yeah. being completely ended you're coming back at a time where live music is you know roaring right back and picking back right back off you know right back up where it left off with the amount of people that are going to shows the amount of people that are just happy to be out there and the amount of people that are just connecting with the bands that are playing live so you're coming back at one hell of a time where the demand for live music is incredibly high. I mean, I know it myself between January and April of 20 of 2022, I've seen, I want to say 17 live shows up to this point, hoping for 50 wow. by the end of the year. Wow. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, I agree, man. And for myself too, I've been seeing a lot of live music and it's, uh, you know, it's a time I think we're going to see a lot of art, renaissance in the world and people just making new music and also playing live and and concerts being probably really you know cool productions and you know a lot of cool stuff that we're going to see uh from artists but we're excited to definitely get out again we're touring with um uh some friends of ours that we you know we toured with in the in the past like back in the day so that'll be fun and so yeah we're 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 really excited we feel really lucky It'll be kind of like a mini reunion where you're going to be going back out on the road with bands that you went out on the road with back in the 2000s. And it's just like, hey, everybody, it's been like 16, 17 years. How's everyone doing? It's like we never left each other. This is great. Yeah, which I think it's the right time. It's like people, 
they're you know ready for live music again and um so yeah we're we're touring with emery and norma jean which will be cool uh told you know we all kind of have different styles a little bit obviously we're the (laughs) we're the, the most different uh but just really excited about that and then we're gonna be doing furnace fest too in in alabama so that'll oh be really no cool. way yeah that's insane because like even like like knowing you know especially after listening to people like people and just really getting into the music and really trying to get an understanding for you know looking at from what i've seen from furnace fest it's just like that lineup is definitely a lot heavier and then when you're bringing up going on tour with norma jean i'm just thinking okay, you know, how is this going to gonna work out? But it all depends upon how the construction of the show is, how the flow of the show is. Because I've seen stuff where all of a sudden, you know, you have bands from different genres and like from different musical styles on the same bill. And people at times are like, how does this work? But it all depends upon the energy flow of the show, how everything works within each other to the point where it just can work out incredibly well. Totally. Yeah, I mean, that's when we were coming up as a band, that was the scene, you know, we were playing with all kinds of different, we were playing with ska bands and hardcore bands and heavy metal. And that was just the way it was. And we were always the pop band, you know, pop punk and pop. And uh, so we're used to it. And I think, you know, a lot of the, you look back at the scene or whatever, a lot of, a lot of us like all the same stuff. You know, we like the heavy stuff. We like the, you know, the more pop stuff or whatever, (laughs) slow rock, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Uh, So it makes sense for us to be together and old homies, you know, Emery, I think we, their first, one of their first U.S. tours was with us, like maybe the first one. And um, so it'll be fun. I'm excited to get back out there again, for sure. Oh, I'm going to be excited to potentially, you know, take a look at this lineup when I finally get a chance to see it and be like, okay, what's coming around me? And is it possible for me to actually get to the show at that point? Because, of course, you know, as time rolls on, there's plenty of shows I still want to go see. But, of course, you know, life dictates other things. Otherwise, if responsibilities, all of a sudden, you know, podcast things come up or sometimes it's just like, okay, I've seen, you know, 10 shows in like 15 days. I kind of need to take a break. Totally. Well, we'll definitely be out your way at some point. So we'll have to we'll have to hang for sure. Oh, you I'll put it this way. You know it's gonna happen. If if I get a chance to see you perform live, especially on any of those tours, I mean I probably won't be Furnace Festival, it'll probably be that tour with Emery and Norma Jean. I mean, yeah, definitely. We're gonna make that happen, my man. Awesome. Yeah. So shoot but then of course you got brand new Almets that you're gonna be touring with as well. People like people again coming out on May twentieth. And yep. one, th- so, you know, especially with the fact that this is your first release in 16 years, what was it like writing this album? What was it like creating this album, especially after that long period of time, not only from away from, you know, this, like from this band specifically, cause I know you've done other projects as well, but coming back together, doing music once again with Watashiwa on top of that, just the difference that life has taken different perception because, you know, it's been 16 years, your life back in, you know, 2005, 2006 is different than it is in 2022. Plus we've gone through many different things, many different cultural events since then. So what was it like writing this record compared to writing, you know, your previous ones, especially based off of this longer layoff? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We, um, you know, when we, when I first started working on the songs, um, it just kind of, the, the way they were turning out, the music kind of felt more like Watashiwa music to me. And then I just started thinking, 
you know, why wouldn't I put it out as a Watashi? Well, you know, why wouldn't we try to make Watashiwa happen again? And it, I think the way that I look at it, almost like I went through a lot of years just in my personal life where I, I think the music I was making maybe needed to be or just ended up being a, a lot more self-reflective, uh, self, you know, focus, maybe just going through divorce or, you know, different challenges in life and you know, starting a family. And, um, and this music is a lot more, I think, just like big picture, how we're all connected, more like global, like bigger ideas of like, um, you know, maybe that can be like positive and inspiring for people, not just as self-reflection. And, and so that was another piece of it for me was like the music felt more like Watashiwa in that way and just the sound of it. Um, and so from there, I kind of met with the older guys, tried to get whoever I could involved that could get involved. Some, you know, some, some people, a lot going on in life now compared to back then. <laughs> Uh, so not everyone could get involved, um, but tried to get the, the older guys involved and then thought about, you know, how, how could I really wanted to make it feel like the most Watashiwa possible, you know, and that to me was, you know, the idea of in, in involving a lot of friends from older bands that were part of our history that we used to play with or at different stages of our of our journey as a band, we're kind of part of, of you know, who, who that or what that stage was for us. So I thought that could be a cool way of also making it feel like very Watashiwa was involving my friends from these bands. And so that was a really cool part of it. Um, and also involving a lot of people in our just local community that felt like part of our history too. And, having them you know come sing on the songs and we kind of have like a choir that we we pretty much have on every song little like um i don't even know how many people ended up being in it probably like 10. uh so just having you know like local people that that are friends and family and like i said these bands that were a big part of who we are as a band um so that was all really special, you know, definitely made making the album and the production and the recording just feel different than uh, albums we've made in the past. The technology is so much different now too. being able to record, you know, with a lot more freedom and less limitations and studio time. And um, my I, we made this album with Tyler, my friend Tyler, that's kind of like my co-producer. Um, partner we do a lot of production recording together and he's like ninja um he's just amazing so and he has a lot of history with the band too and so it was really cool really special i think making it during the pandemic like you mentioned um it definitely has it's almost like a new watashiwa perspective because but it's similar you know like i think our first recording we ever put out the first line on the first song was uh the tv's on it's like a bomb it's gonna destroy us all and it had this kind of like sentiment of like turn off the media turn off the tv turn off technology spend time with each other 
be with each other as people. And that's a lot about what this album is, honestly. Like the album has a lot of these themes of like turn off technology, step away and be with each other. And let's let's stop being divided. And, you know, we're living in this time of like fear and pick a pick a side, blue or red, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think Watashiwa always had that, like I said, that bigger picture thinking of like, no, we don't need to be divided. We're not tribal. Like we're, we're people, you know, like turn off the TV, you know? So, which is cool. It's cool to look back on. I mean, that was like our first recording that demo tape was when I was like in junior high, you know? And so it's cool to be, be able to be self-reflective on like, um, looking back, or I guess that was freshman year when we put that out, but we were, you know, we were like the young band playing with Dogwood and Value Pack and all those bands back in the day. Um, so it's, that's, uh, it, it, that I think connection of the themes and just um, having, like I said, those involvement of our old community and homies uh, really made the album special and feel like super Watashiwa to me, you know? Well, when you bring in a lot of people that like from your past, a lot of people from the community as well, you're making Watashiwa act, you know, what it was where people that have had some sort of connection to the band are a part of it, whether it's playing, playing, you know, the other instruments inside the band, uh, producing music or just any kind of help, especially with, you know, the chorus parts that you have on these songs on people like people. Other thing that you mentioned was, you know, going forward and going through the pandemic as well. It's just when you're writing these songs, you're starting to kind of like, oh, you know, this has more of that Watashi Wa feel, whether, you know, or not, you know, you're not writing the exact same stuff that you did, you know, back in the day. But then again, it's different based off of the fact that, again, it's been 16 years since the last release. You've gone through different things, like you experienced different things. So those experiences are going to shape, you know, how things are, how things that you perceive and how things are done. I think it was uh, Asking Alexandra even said something like why they're not going back to that, like, you know, more like classic, like 2009 metalcore sound they started out with. And it's because, you know, they're older, they're fathers, they're, they're husbands, their perception on life is different. And they feel like they connect with the music that they're making now more than they did back then. And I look at that and I say, even if it's not for me, you know, I rather have them making the music they want to make and connect with it. than you know, give me one more album, something that I want and then hate it forever. Don't want that totally, because yeah. who wants yeah. You want to have the artist, you know, do what they want to do and let them express themselves the way they want to express themselves. Because even if you aren't the biggest fan of what they're currently doing, you can still go to their previous work. But you honestly, as a person, I'd rather have any artist make what they want and pursue their passion and pursue their happiness rather than do something just to please what my listening tastes are like. Totally. Yeah. And and I agree. And I, I think we did also try to consider and make an album that is fresh and new you know art and you know a reflection of where we're at as adults now and everything but also hopefully something that the old you know is also reflective on like our old sounds and what people liked about the old sounds too and you know tried to really think about um capturing all of it you know almost like how do i make it feel like the whole journey you know of all the music through the years and all the people that have made us who we are over the years and even working with tooth and nail you know tooth and nail was 
the biggest reason why I'm playing music, probably or one of the biggest reasons why I'm playing music was their their music catalog. And so even just that, you know, working with them and it all just feels like very special. And um, yeah, I hope the fans feel that, too. You know, I hope the, the even the people that are into the old pop punk stuff. We got a couple couple numbers on here, so. <laughs> you do have a couple tracks on there that have a little more of that, you know, pop punk flavor to a little more of that energy behind some of the instrumentals as well. But one thing you did say when you were going through to talk about, you know, writing this album and really connecting with it, where you talked about when you're on your first release, the first line from that first release talking about the TV is this bomb me like turn got to turn it off because you got to dis like disconnect from media and focus in on, you know, what's going on and actually in your life, what you can focus on, what's going on with the people around, what's going on with the community around you, what's going on with those personal relationships that you have and looking at people like people. I mean, I was looking through some of the stuff that I was sent on it and saw that the album was about taking a critical look at the plugged in generation of the digital age and the dangers inside of it. And I mean, that that kind of absolutely connects with the first like song you ever had in a demo because yeah. I mean, take a look at everything that has happened now. It's people are very more focus in on the digital world and focus in on being plugged into that whether it's you know any news source so you know these major cnn msnbc fox is whatever news source you're looking at or whether it's social media facebook twitter instagram tiktok and everyone is so much more focused on that and a lot of people a lot of reason behind that too is i mean it was going that way but the pandemic definitely accelerated it but That's it's gotten to a point where i mean people there's a lot of people that are just like living in that world and not taking the time to really understand and foster some of those like personal relationships that they have that are right in front of them that can really, you know, have such a much more positive impact on their life, the lives of others, the lives of people around them than just kind of being so focused in on what's going on on Twitter. Oh my God, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Ah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's been a big deal for me, you know, obviously going through the pandemic it's heightened all that, you know, and I also work in marketing um, for one of the biggest, you know, like news media companies in the world, if not, you know, the biggest. And so, uh, you know, seeing kind of like that world of like performance marketing and thinking about people's interests and targeting this and um, the thinking and just the dangers of the, re you know, you look at the research of the, the dangers of the effects of social media, especially for like child development. And, you know, I'm a father, I'm raising, um, I'm co-parenting with, you know, in a time during a pandemic where my daughters want to be like their friends having social media accounts and all this stuff. So, you know, definitely, you know, from that first Watashiwa demo uh, turn, you know, TV's on like a bomb. It's going to destroy us all. I still have that feeling. But now, like I said, of adult being a parent, feeling this like protection over my kids and like all of that. And like I said, working a job where I see maybe like the other side of like, hey, what's what is this? Like, what are we doing here? We're, you know, we're monetizing, you know, <laughs> not saying anything bad about my job. I'm so thankful for my, <laughs> but, you know you think about um and then like you said during the pandemic we all get separated we're not we're in our houses we're uber eats you know we're masks on 
and we're not sharing our ideas with each other anymore. You know, we're not challenging critical thought with each other, which is thousands and thousands of years of history with humans have been like sharing ideas and sharpening each other and like, hey, what do you think about this? And not these dichotomies and black and whites. It's like it's it's always been like I'm me, you are you and and us in community together is how we find true, you know, truth and share ideas. And art is so good with that. You know, art is so good at being able, able to uh, receive ideas and also share ideas, you know, whether it be music or writing or so I think we really, I, I did want to make an album that I knew would be a little, um, maybe a little like opposite of the mainstream a little, you know, <laughs> with the ideas, but I knew it was important to say right now, at least for me and my world and my family and my children, like this was like a, a important thing to say, like, Hey, turn off, let's step less time with technology, more time with each other. That's, you know, that's the thing right now. And I think music and dancing and, I know, you know, like you said, we're not, we're not like everyone's, we're not a hardcore band. We're not a punk. We're not like a cool cred, but we're, we're hopefully music that makes people feel like uh, positive and, and optimistic and they can dance around and be a fool or whatever. Uh, and, and hopefully these songs like bring up conversations, even if you don't necessarily agree with everything I'm, I'm saying, um, hopefully they at least get you people talking. And that was my hope with the songs is like, um, you know, COVID-19 where this is our first hardcore song, hardcore punk song that we've ever done, I think as a band or, <laughs> and, uh, you know, also not probably, um, a, maybe a weird thing to make, make a song called, it's just called COVID-19 or all about COVID-19, but, that to me was like, yeah, this, we need, let's talk about it, you know? So. Oh, absolutely. Cause the, if, if we don't talk about it, then it just kind of festers and then people just form, you know, their own opinions, they get in their own echo chambers about it. And then we get to a point where it's so split and so just polarized one side or the other, where when it gets talked about all of a sudden people are just freaking out against the opposite, like the side they see is the opposition, which is what we saw with it, especially in 2020. So it makes yeah. a lot of sense. And a couple other things around there where, you know, especially tackling a topic like this on this album, especially coming from where, you know, your point of view, your standpoint on it, especially as a father with young children that are, you know, starting to get to the age where it's like, you know, their friends are having these are going to be on social media. So they want to be plugged in there as well to be with their friends. And I totally understand that because when like Facebook started to become a big, like a much bigger thing instead of just like, you know, sitting around like college young adults, this was right when I st started high school is like, well, shit, I wanted one because it was a way to connect with my friends oh. and use it as a connection tool. But of course, as time goes on, and especially with the younger generation, with how much more ingrained they're into that digital space, it's a lot harder to, you know, find a way to, you know, help establish that balance between knowing you know what to use that digital word for but also the importance of those personal relationships the importance 
of breaking away from that to really focus in on, you know, the relationships you have with your parents, relationships you have with your friends, your family, the community around you, and including some of the topics that you talk about in this album and on these songs. Yeah, there's going to be some people that disagree with it, but that's the beauty behind this album where it opens up that type of conversation because I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of bands that I listen to where do I absolutely 100% agree with what they're talking about, under, like agree with their politics? No, not like sometimes not really. But I mean, my favorite band of all time, you know, politically, we're not the most eye to eye politically together. And they're a much more politically charged band than any other band I listen to. But they're my favorite freaking band of all time. And I love listening to them because I also like to see, you know, where they're coming from with their songs and have that different perspective. Then even when I go, especially during the pandemic, you know, everyone's kind of shut off. I kind of was a little bit lucky with that because still had a full time job, but I had to work from home. Instead of working from my house and being shut off from everybody, and especially because my internet for upload quality is not great here, I go over by my parents' house. So I'm able to see my mom and dad and talk to them and then still be able to see some of my friends that, you know, were a little bit more apt to meeting up and seeing in person, especially my best friend. My best friend and I, on a lot of different topics, we disagree on. But when we discuss them in person... That's awesome. It is. Yeah, that's great. It's insane. It's like we don't discuss them to try and force the other other person's opinion down each other's throat. What we do is I want want you to see my perspective. He wants me to see his perspective. And if one of us is going to change each other, if one of us is going to change our mind, it's going to be on our own accord. It's not because it was forced. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like we have, we have, like you said, these echo chambers of social media and media and it's like i look at it like lenses you know so if all you have is these lenses to see through even even as you're looking at yourself you know you really really have to have time away from everything um even with yourself you know to get to where you have your own lens you have your own and then even like you said you have friends that you you care and you love each other but you have different perspectives that's so important. You know, it's like even, you know, me and my wife, like we don't agree on everything, but that's, we care about each other. So it's like constantly um, talking and sharing ideas is part of our growth, all of our growth, you know, and we're, we're living in a time where unfortunately I look at it like news and media is this old ship trying to stay afloat. It's an old industry, you know, Hearst did a, a lot with yellow journalism and sensationalizing to sell and it became a big industry that's trying to stay afloat as the internet came in and everyone's desperate for clicks and the quality's gone down and and the the concern of the effects of how it is impacting culture and humanity it's no one's considering that on on that the capitalistic side you know so it's so important i think for the artists now to start to say, Hey, let's think about these things. Let's. So even if I'm not all, I knew like from even myself, it's like, ah, it's a scary, it's, you know, it's a little bit scary to put out this album. We, I even had um, some conversations with the, with the label of like, you know, we, we postponed putting it out because we had to kind of like talk about, talk through things and stuff because, because of that. But I knew, I knew that, it's time for the artist to start to say things, even if I, even, even if it's not perfect, because 
that's how we're going to start to move through this stuff, you know, and get, we're seeing it now. I mean, even, even as we're coming out of the pandemic, we're seeing artists like Dave Chappelle or different people starting to say, Hey, what about this? Or what about this? Or, you know, even this, like the John Stewart's of the world and the, you know, like people from um, the different, I guess, perspectives left and right, they're still saying, Hey, let's challenge uh these lenses i guess these media lenses let's challenge like what's going on let's let's get to where we're, we're being with each other and sharing ideas and we're not afraid of that we're not we're not canceling people for the, that you know we're not like judging or um we still have love we're holding it i think art can hold each other accountable to love with free speech in a good way that might be one of the best things I think I've ever heard out of every single episode I've done the podcast. That is oh, wow. <laughs> just, just, just the way you put it with art, having the, free, having like being the ability to challenge that those ideas and through free speech and being able to open up the conversation for people to have these types of conversations around these topics comfortably in, especially in person so that you can have to, so you don't have to worry about, you know, people being overly just dr dramatic and, you know, going and trying to cancel you online or completely just trying to disassociate from you based off of a differing opinion on one topic. You could agree on 99.9% .9 of, of things, but because you disagree on one topic, especially with the way that uh, things have been going in the world, it seems like at times, you know, people will completely remove p others that they've known for a long time from their lives based off of one differing opinion. And right. inst instead of, you know, and that just creates, that creates even more division. And it kind of adds to the whole entire idea, especially, you know, you take a look at some of these different, especially the, you know, larger, you know, more established legacy media, media where it's they're on one side or they're on the other. And then it's kind of like, you know, whatever side, you know, you feel like you agree more, you're going to focus in on that side of that media more and you're going to take it all. And all of a sudden now you've got two, you got people just constantly yelling at each other. No, what art is able to do is open up that perspective. It's able to open up those conversations in a different way, open up in a more metaphorical, um, like emotional connection sense. So we had an understanding of where you're coming from, why you're feeling this way. We can hear that in the music. We can feel that through the lyrics. We can understand that all. And then we can talk about these topics and have more of that moment where instead of us shouting at each other, we're trying to express an opinion to others so they can understand where our opinion comes from and the context behind it. And then we can understand theirs and we can have that type of conversation where we might not agree on something, we might not agree on everything, but even on those topics, we might still agree on one like aspect of it. And that's a spot where we can build a relationship from, but it's the openness to talk about it. And the fact that art has the ability, art from music, you know, visual art, uh, movies, TV shows, or content creation, and I'm trying to think of a couple other, you know, other art mediums, yeah. Yeah. anything. It opens yeah. up the conversation and it opens up the emotional connection for us to connect with each other in person once again, so that when we discuss these things, we're discussing them with this concern, with this concentration on understanding, this concentration on love and not this concentration on hate and wanting to win all the time. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously people make art that maybe is like, uh, you know, is able to be destructive. But I think generally like art is, is like people spending time to give something their best effort 
to create something beautiful in in what their then what their free expression is their free thought their their inspired soul you know and so that's so much different even if you disagree with that person that's so much different than what media is because media is trying to sell you know um so so that's why I think art is important right now. I can say something on Twitter or whatever, and that's so much different than me making a beautiful or hopefully a song, you know, that's beautiful and, and, and interesting and complex in the production and, and something creative in, in the way you're sharing the thought, you know, that's, it's different. So I think, um, I think it's time for artists to kind of make start to make art that is very bold again you know not that not that people aren't but i love punk i've always loved punk in in rap music for that that's just always bold and honest and you know pop music has has gotten refined in the way of like consume consume what's the highest consume mm-hmm. consumable you know and um so I think it's time maybe we we've seen these patterns with uh, music movements or art movements. I think it's time we're going to see maybe some some pretty cool stuff out of this pandemic, maybe with art. And I hope that this album, you know, maybe inspires other artists, too, that might feel gives people a little permission like, oh, Seth, he's a nice guy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he's not the worst guy like. Maybe I can say what I think. And yeah, maybe it's not what I, you know, we don't, we don't agree. I, like you said, I love some of my favorite bands, told completely opposite, like um, worldviews and like beliefs and, 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 but they're like my, they're some of my favorite music, you know, and I don't, I look past it and I actually not look past it. I, I look past the differences, but I respect also like the authenticity to express your ideas beautifully, even if they're different from me. Like I still look at that and I'm like, whoa, that's cool. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't always agree with everything, but um, so I hope that this album is like that for people. You know, I hope it. um, Yeah. I think ever since, like, now that we're coming out of the pandemic, especially the music that's going to come out, I think we're going to see three different types of things happen. One, I think we're going to start to see, uh, like, an uh, uptick in music that's more, you know, just fun and just having a good time with it and not taking itself too seriously, especially more of a heavier sense, what Electric Callboy is doing over in Germany. Just the mm. fun stuff that they're putting out. It's It's still heavy. It's great quality content, but it's just fun to listen to. And then another thing we're going to potentially see, which I think we're definitely going to see, is what you just talked about, where artists are going to have more of this free-flowing feel to discuss some of these things and open up about some of these topics and discuss some of these issues and bring up those themes in their music that maybe they might have been a little bit nervous about beforehand, especially like maybe 2018, 2019, especially during the pandemic time as well. But we're, I think also we're going to see a resurgence in something a little bit more aggressive and something a little bit more raw to really drive home that point along with these themes. So see kind of a little bit of resurgence in more of the punk rock scene. And, you know, like a, even like, because uh, kind of what we were talking about again with, you know, bands that we like, it's like there's some bands that we like that we just don't, you know, fully connect with on 
what their beliefs we 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 look past them but we, to you know enjoy the music but we also respect the fact that they're putting what they believe what they think what they feel out there because it opens up that type of conversation because i'll put it this way i mean my favorite band is rise against i don't fully connect with their politics on right. on every given aspect there's some things i agree with them there's some things i don't agree with them but right. i'm never gonna say no to go seeing them live I, since the pandemic ended i've seen them four times i'm seeing them a fifth time at the end of may I love their I love the music. It connects with me in a whole different way. And even on the songs that don't necessarily I agree with pol- like politically or what they're talking about, I still enjoy the fact that I can see where they're coming from and the way that's presented. I can actually get an understanding of where that's coming from. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that where artists and people are going to feel more freely to express themselves, especially in their music, because instead of writing out on Twitter where or write it out in text where it's all black and white and it's just like whatever is there and lets people kind of have their interpretation with it you put it in a song and you put it in your music the way that the instrumentals flow the way that the sound is and the way that the message is put together the way the lyrics or the vocal pattern everything it shows the true emotion behind that topic that you're feeling behind whatever the idea is that you're presenting and we get an understanding of the minds so we get understanding of the emotion behind it where i'll use your song on, on the song use the song zombie as an example if you type out the meaning to that song and put it on twitter yeah that's probably it might create a like a stir <laughs> and people might take it the wrong way but listening to the song you get a whole different understanding of it and a whole different feel of it and you can easily understand where you're coming from in that topic, you can understand the mindset the emotion behind it and it makes it a lot more of a conversation piece and uh and a thinking topic instead of a, oh my God, I'm not sure if I like this. So I'm going to go on Twitter and just start going crazy on my keyboard. Totally. Yeah. You know, music or I think it's the way uh, even that song zombie, it's like there's clear ideas, but even my daughter at the end of the song with her poem that she wrote and like the layers of, I guess, ideas, it softens it all because it makes it feel more like a conversation than just like a, this like one idea, you know? Um, and yeah, I think I agree. I agree with everything that you said. I think, uh, you know, this album, if, if I just put it all out there on Twitter, yeah, it would be. But I think, um, I think that hopefully now too, with the timing of when it's coming out, because we were going to put it out last year and it just didn't feel like, right the right time and everything is still a little sensitive <laughs> sensitive i guess uh that's not the right word but like we were in the thick of it you know so now i think we're in more of hopefully a space where people can be more reflective and conversational we're, we're experiencing live music again we're back together we're socializing you know in the world and um at least in america and so I think I I'm excited to be part of what I anticipate will be an art, you know, renaissance or whatever with with maybe some some boldness and let's talk about these things. This is these are some we've we've just experienced a pretty crazy time in history, you know. Um and so I think it's it's I think it's good to talk about. And hopefully it didn't come across too strong in the album. I we tried to keep it real like uh still up uplift get you thinking but give you hope in it like give you 
it's it should be uplifting it should be like we're moving up now we're moving let's like the last song moving on up um you know we're moving out of this um into a new time where we can uh not be so divided i think you know or fearful you know oh absolutely and and throughout history art has been the catalyst for that for the change in conversation for that cultural shift and take a, I mean, take a look at back in the Renaissance period, the time of the Romans, it's a lot of the different art that came out of that, whether it's, you know, the different paintings, different sculptures, the different, you know, writings that came out, the different ideals, the different philosophies. As time goes on, you know, art is really driving a lot of that. Go back to the 1960s with the hippie movement and the free love movement. Take a look at how much that changed America. I mean, you take a look at the 1950s versus like the 1970s, and it's vastly different between the two. Now, why is it vastly different between the two? Because of what happened in the 60s and the cultural revolution that happened back then. We're at a point in time right now, especially coming out of the pandemic where we went through a major, you know, world event, a major cultural event that did not only affect, you know, the immediate culture of whatever country, but the culture of the entire world at that point. So when it comes to really open up the conversation about these topics, that's where art really comes into play. And especially with what you guys did on this album, you know, it doesn't, you know, listening to the songs as well, listening to the, like this different sound by them, the emotion that creates up to it, you know, you do bring up a lot of these topics and you are bold about them, but the way the music ends up being, you know, sounding and the way the emotion comes through it, it does give off this feeling of, it's like a little bit of a soft feeling, but also a feeling of hope, a feeling that, you know, we can talk about these things. We can open up the conversation about these things and we can do it in a way where we're not going to constantly yell at each other and try and just dominate the conversation and have to have this mentality of we have to win this. You don't have to win every conversation. You have to just, you know, especially when you're talking about topics that some of you disagree with, express the opinion. And the way you win is, on. I mean, if you want to win, just expose that person to your point of view and get them to understand the consequence. If they want to change their point of view, let them do it. Because if, if you force them to do it, then we're just right back to where we are. Totally. Yeah, I think that's why I keep thinking of it like art, you know, because it's art it should be a gift. It's like, yeah, this is my perspective, but I'm trying to give it away if you want it. <laughs> like, I'm not coming here to like, I'm trying to make something beautiful with my perspective. You might not agree with it, you know, but even if you don't agree with it, it's something to consider that um, maybe it can still give you the other, someone else the freedom to to have the permission to do the same even if it's even if they disagree with me you know so that's i think what i think uh i've had so many conversations with so many other creative people uh during the pandemic and even recently where whether it be other friends and bands or other artists or you know whatever where there is this kind of like fear to really really be yourself (laughs) you know like really it's almost like well and i and i think we have experienced so many cultural movements that are beautiful of of being more sensitive and empathetic towards people um but i also think we're living in a time that's just so fueled like i said because of this media that it's become really it's it's made it hard for people to feel that sense of freedom of to be their full self and to really maybe artistically express their full self because 
it's like, whoa, well, I don't want to, what, what will they think? Or what will the fans or that, you know, this, or, um, I mean, even touring in the last couple of years, you know, last year's trying bands to trying to tour and then having the limitations of like, well, what will the fans feel upset that we're touring? Will it be, will it come across like that we're not doing our part? You know, all of those fears, it's, it's a real thing, you know, that, so just like the nuances of how complex that is, it's like, so that's what I think what I anticipate is we're going to see this like new permission, new feeling of like, okay, yeah, we can be ourselves and we can actually talk about what that was, you know? I think another way to put that is we're going to see an evolved sense of this focus on empathy where we're going to empathize with everyone with the fact that, you know, we understand that everyone has gone through different things in life and that we, that's one thing we understand right now. But the other thing we're going to understand is everyone has different opinions. Everyone has different ideas. And a lot of that is based off of their experiences in life, how they grew up, what they went through during some of their most formative years, what, you know, just how, how they live life, just how things have turned out for them. So we're going to end up, you know, evolving and understanding empathy to the point where we know that people have gone through different things. So when they express these opinions, we can meet those different opinions, even if we disagree with them, with a sense of listening and understanding so that we can get to understand the context of where that person comes from, why they have that opinion. And then when we have this, these discussions around these topics, we can do the exact same thing in reverse. All of a sudden, when we are describing these things, those other people can, you know, react with empathy, react with understanding so that we can have these bigger, you know, topics of conversation being had, being presented to the point where, I mean, you're, you're going to want that. You're going to want that because then you get a further understanding for people are coming from what you were talking about with bands trying, you know, touring, you know, think about, you know, trying to go out and play live during the pandemic. I know a couple of bands, I'm friends with a couple of bands that tried that and some that did do that and they got a lot of backlash for it. Mm-hmm. And I always looked at it as, well, let's, you know, because of course the backlash all came from, you know, not everybody's able to tour and it's just the safety factor of it, especially if you're, if it was, you know, 2020, early 2021 bands were trying to do this stuff, but I always yeah. looked at it too, as are they taking the precautions to pretend to allow, to, you know, have the ability to keep people safe on top of that, have empathy for the fact that a lot of these bands, this is their source of income. This is how they make a living. So especially during a time of the pandemic where, the whole entire world shut down and live music was the first thing to go and the last thing to come back. And that's how these bands make a lot of their money. That's how these people support their family, support themselves and support their, their passion in life and support their drive. Right. Understand that so that you can deploy empathy for that, where even if you don't agree with, you know, what, what the choice that they made, you can understand why they're doing it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good time. Hopefully in the next couple of years. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so too. And I'm hoping like, again, like, you know, where you kind of came with, I hope art is really the major driver of it. And we're starting to see that. Like we we're seeing that with different categories. We saw that with Dave Chappelle in a comedy sense. And yeah. when it comes to music, we're starting to see that pop up a little bit more. And yeah. when it comes to the album that you guys are putting out with people like people, it does dive deep in those topics and it does open up the chance to understand these topics, talk about them with other people that may have a different opinion than you, but also talk about them with that evolved sense of empathy so that we can talk about these things, understand where the other person is coming from, really get that understanding 
and have a constructive conversation around it and not so focused in on trying to dominate the conversation, trying to win that argument, and on top of it, just creating this destructive force of division. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Man, we just went off on like a whole entire tangent. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll say, but honestly, this is one thing I absolutely love about doing these podcasts is because as an artist, of course, you're the one that's creating this art to really just put this stuff out there. This is what it's about, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're literally basically doing this right in front. Like, you know, we're basically taking the album, we're basically taking the top, not not necessarily the top, but taking the the feeling of the album, the emotion behind it, and presenting it to each other right here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, like I said, a lot of these subjects of, uh, you know, are throughout the album. So this is this is all, and this is a lot of the conversations that you know we have as a band. And um, honestly, when I started making the album, I wasn't, I wasn't. It's like I even my own perspectives have changed, you know, and, and within the band, our, our perspectives have changed and, you know, we're constantly growing so much has changed, you know, so it's good. I think, um, I, that's what another big reason why this album feels so special is because it just feels like it's such a stamp on this time, this pandemic time. And, you know, and also just, uh, it does feel connected to that, start of watashi Wai or like the that where we were at when we started as a band of of kind of like similar messaging similar but fast forward it it just applies to where where we've been you know where we've been the last couple of years so but yeah i'm excited i'm excited to play these songs live and um sorry just so excited to see the album roll out um we have some cool you know merch and um putting out cassettes that was like our first release was on cassette so uh that was another thing kind of throughout the album is just that first demo tape starts off the album uh it was like one of our first demos that we recorded is that little clip in the first song of the album and um so we wanted to carry through that cassette tape feeling and we thought it'd be fun to make cassettes so oh that definitely makes a lot of sense and you know especially seeing how you know vinyl has exploded over the past you know five to ten years i've been seeing a resurgence from cassettes as well not cds not cds but you know vinyl is you know very up there and cassettes are rising up there once again so i like them i like how they sound they got that like kind of warbly sound <laughs> i'm i'm up this way i'm not that big into them but whenever i'm at my at my dad's you know sitting in the driveway having a bonfire and he texts me to come on over I go over there, sit in the drive with him, have a couple of beers. We're never listening. To, he's got his radio out there, but we're never listening to the radio. No, he's got his two little, he's got his two large like containers full of cassettes that either he bought or he made. Like, well, yeah, that's cool. And yeah. we'll listen to those. So it's a lot of uh, a lot of Van Halen, a lot of Queen, Electric Light Orchestra, Rush, you know, all the good yeah. stuff. <laughs> But one thing you did say in there is kind of like, especially with this album, you know, kind of having that like timestamp on currently what we're looking at right now, especially the world we're in right now. There was a quote that I've seen. I brought this up in the podcast multiple times, but it absolutely fits for this where it was like art decorates space. But when it comes to music as an art form, music decorates time. Mm. So when it comes to this, it's 
you're really decorating the time frame that we're in right now and the time frame that we're going forward into. Plus, you're also connecting back to, you know, the start of Watashiwa at the exact same point as well. Not only with the themes as an evolved sense, but also with the way the album starts out with, with that demo, with that cassette tape feel. So you're connecting every bit of it and you're connecting people back to a point where, you know, go back to when, you know, you guys started out. There was a much, it was much more freeing to be able to talk about some of these conversations, talk about some of these topics. And when we're trying to drive closer towards that, especially in today's day and age, you're decorating the time frame right now. You're putting your timestamp on it. So in that. a couple of years when people, you know, have listened to this and they come back and listen to it again, they're going to have that remembrance and they're going to decorate that time. And they're going to be able to focus in on that time once again and see how things have evolved to and like to the time they're framing the time frame they're in and how they have grown since then as well. Totally. Yeah, that's, I love that. I've never heard that before. I, I'm going to use that for sure. I love that. It's totally true. Like I have albums and music that just decorated a, a certain time of my life so much that when I think back on that time or when I hear that song, vice versa, it's like, I, I feel that time. So that's, I love that. That's cool. And I agree. I think that was, our feeling too is like when when this album it's exciting to think about the album coming out because i think it will be something that hopefully will decorate people you know time for people and inspire even more of that you know um so yeah i i love that that's cool i i swear i need to get that quote like put on like my wall back there or something like that just like so an always reference and just be like it's back there it's right yeah. there <laughs> That's cool. One other thing that you did say I do want to kind of just jump back to uh, is when you were talking about Zombie, you had like, you know, you said at the end it was a poem that was written and read by your daughter that was on the track. Why did you include that here? Especially because that was one thing that really stuck out to me as a highlight of that track specifically. So I kind of want to know the reason why that was put in there because honestly, it's just, it's such a cool piece to have in there and it's such a connecting piece to have in there as well. Yeah, I love, you know, it it was like the perfect um it just it just felt so perfect for that song i was like trying to find something to fit on the end of that song and i actually had a different like uh sample of my friend matt from uh he used to be in a band called Havelina rail company that was on tooth and nail back in the day he was actually tooth and nail's first employee and um but he so I had him on it and then it just wasn't right. It wasn't the right feeling. And, um, and then I was going back cause that, that poem that she wrote and read was like, um, when she was younger now, you know, now she's like older, a little older. And so I went back and I was kind of listening through stuff and I found that again. And I was, man, man, this is perfect because it gives this, like I said, it gives this hope to it. It's it, um, cause the song is kind of like, I don't want it to like make people feel like offended. I want it to, I, fe- I feel personally like I was in a zombie state. Like I, for a number of years, I feel like I was kind of, you know, struggling with my faith, struggling my own self worth or identity, you know, even f- felt like depression or not really, but you know, like those feelings of like, not my full 
healthy self, you know? And a lot, when I look back on that, a lot of that had to do with um, what was fueling my uh, stress and anxiety was like my media influence or social media or like different things that were like, well, why is this stuff making me feel this way? You know? So for me, zombie is like a self-reflection and like a, uh, not, not a self-reflection, but like a self awareness to say, Hey, I'm, this is something that like, nothing's going to stop me now from saying like, I was in this state and, and this is like, what's gonna, this is what got me to this new kind of healthy state. And so I'm not going to be quiet about that, you know? And so I thought that poem was beautiful because it was so bold and she was so, you know, there's innocence as a child when they're bold because, um, you know, they're not, there's not that all those like nuances of, of the, of things to consider that you have when you're older. So the boldness is just so beautiful and innocent and just like, this is what I believe, you know, <laughs> like yeah. this is what, and so it's cool because for me, it was kind of like, oh yeah, I'm also saying what I believe in this song um, and a similar sentiment, you know, boldness or whatever. Um, uh, and it, and that, but then I think that made it feel like it completed it. It was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is the right way of like making this feel, like I said, almost like a full conversation, like a bigger, it's like, yeah, there's, these different ideas and then there's this idea too and and then the sounds and having Steven from Amberlynn on it that also kind of softened a little just like yeah he um those that idea that he sings about of like you know we're not divided we're not tribal you know we're we're all we're all one you know we're all together we're all people um and and all of, all of me is all of you and all of you is all me, you know, like that idea. Um, so yeah, I thought the poem was perfect. Um, and it, I love that it's in there. I love, I, I love hearing, I definitely listen to the, through the full song every time just cause that's like my favorite part. The end. No, oh, same here. And from my perspective, I thought it was the best part of the whole entire song because when you're going through that whole entire song up that point, the way you're expressing that feeling of like feeling like you're in a zombie state with the, it was how you're going through life, how things were feeling and just the influences that you had come into your life, especially from a media sense, social media sense, online presence at that time. And then being able to, you know, break from them and then express this, having that bold poem from your daughter on the back end of this track, what it, in my opinion, what it does is it shows that, this feeling is not isolated. And this feeling is not a thing that is going to go away anytime soon from the, from the world, just based on the fact of how ingrained it is. But the boldness behind it showed that it is something that, you know, we, especially from, if you're ever in that zombie state, you can get past, you can get through it. it you might need some help. It's going to take some discipline. But the fact of the matter is, is the boldness that you, you have behind it is something that can drive that change. It can drive that emotion behind it. So ha again, have that in there. Just the boldness, especially of a you know a child's voice reading it. Oh God, totally. just stands out like none yeah. other. Yeah, and I I think hopefully that's ins I know it's inspiring for me. Like when I listen to, it, I'm like, yeah, that's I believe that too. You know, um, so yeah, I think it's beautiful. I love that. I love that she's on it.
And on top of that, you know, open up the conversations and open it up, you know, open up a change for, you know, where we're going from right now, but also change that next generation. You're seeing the difference in voice from, you know, a, someone that's fully grown to a child speaking on the track as well. You're, you can understand the difference between the two voices. You can feel the difference between those two voices. So you're seeing just the idea and really the understanding behind not only the track, but the whole entire album come through on this one track specifically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it kind of leads into even she's on the next track to rollerblading. So that that was cool too. She kind of opens up where she's teaching me the song that she was kind of uh, learning. Um, and that song too is kind of a a reflection of where we were at, you know, just as a family. Like, hey, let's go rollerblading. <laughs> let's go. Like, yeah, everything. When we turn on the TV, it's like, man, this is crazy. People are rioting and fires are happening and you know, just like, like protests and uh, everyone's locked down in their houses and masks is like, so that was cool too, of just like having this time of, at least us as a family, we're just, we were just spending so much time, you know, riding bikes and roller rollerblading. And um, so that, that's a fun one too, to have her start out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Cause it just shows kind of like going back to like, you know, the pan during the pandemic, you know, we were all kind of, you know, stuck inside. We were all kind of isolated away from a lot of our friends. So the people that we really were only connected with are friends that we might have been able to see if, you know, both parties were open to seeing each other or, you know, spending time with family if it was your just your immediate family. But the silver lining was just the amount of time we got to spend with those people, the amount of time we got to interact with those people, and the amount of time we got to enjoy those relationships and, you know, at times just forget about all the other crap that was happening in the world. I mean even from my own perspective too, it was like, I still remember Mother's Day 2020, all of a sudden it was, we had like the whole family over at my parents' house. It was cool to see everybody after all the crap that we like from the past two months beforehand. It was like, this is this is cool. And we got to talk and just all of a sudden, you know, some topics came up, but we were free and flowing to talk about them. And even if we didn't agree on them, all of a sudden someone crack a joke and everyone's laughing again. It's yeah, the so silver line of that connection that yeah. from that time, that's what's really brought out here. And it does have more of that fun kind of bounce to it on rollerblading where it, it opens up kind of like, you know, as bad as things were, you can take some positives from it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's just try. Yeah. And not trying to like minimize what was, was terrible, you know, or, and lot and the loss and, and the, you know, the sadness that people felt, but at least, to say, you know, for me and my family, like that was, I think the start of like, oh, well, let's try to find um, what we can have joy, you know, the joy of life and, and the, the hope and the, the future. And, and that's always love, you know, it's always like root for me. It's like, just keep pursuing love and, you know, the world's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, um, so anyways, yeah, the world's crazy. But even during that time and the stuff that you do with your family, your kids, those are going to be memories that they remember for their entire lives where, you know, during the weirdness of the world, the, like how bad things were during the pandemic, some of the fun things that you were able to do with them, some of the fun memories you're able to create, those are things that are going to stick with them for the rest of their lives. And that is something that, you know, can't be replicated. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it was definitely a hard time, a hard time. But we yeah, we had a lot of good time. Uh, as a family. 
again, just the silver lining of it all. And just, yeah, man, I'm not going to lie dude. this was probably one of the best conversations I think I've ever had in this podcast. The openness talk about, you know, every, all the concepts behind the music as well. And then just kind of ending it with, you know, we all went through some crap, but look at the silver line of it. You know, we're not minimizing what everyone went through. We're not minimizing, you know, how, how bad things were at times. Some of the uh, issues that people went through, we're not minimizing any of that. We're do we're new, we're doing is you know, we're trying to put at least you know some positivity behind that time as well. So when we look at that time, it doesn't seem like it's just this giant black hole of a mess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, this time was awesome, Kevin. I really I really appreciate you having me on. That's awesome that it's one of the best too. This this was a cool conversation for me too. Really special to like talk about the album like this. I haven't been able to in in this way. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for being on. And as we bring this podcast to a close, Seth, one thing I like to do is give my guests, which in this case is you, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of this podcast. So Seth, the floor is yours for this one. Oh man. Well, just the album coming out May 20th, People Like People. It's going to change your life, going to change your world, hopefully make you in your friends and family dance and share all your ideas with each other but yeah that's it come check us out too if we're playing near you and um really appreciate everyone really appreciate you kevin thanks thanks so much well thank you seth i really appreciate you and for you taking the time out today and also creating this album as well. So now it's time for me on this podcast with three very specific things. First things first, when it comes to Watashiwa, yeah, the new album's coming out on May 20th. It's called People Like People. If you're watching the YouTube video, it's been on the bottom of the video the whole entire time. So there's no way that you could possibly miss it. So when it comes to getting into Watashiwa, you know, find me on social media, all that kind of stuff where you can find, where you can find their music, where you can stream it, download it, all that great kind of stuff, anything around there. I know, I know convenience. I was an econ major. I know how convenience works. You want to have that convenience factor. You want to have the least amount of you know work possible. So instead of you guys having to look all that stuff up, don't worry. I got you covered. Look in the description of the podcast. Say find Watashiwa online. Links for all their socials. Links for YouTube. Links for where you can find them online. Buy their merch. Where you can pre-order them. Pre-save it. Anything on streaming service where you can find them. Where you can find them on tour. All that kind of stuff. All the links, all the information is going to be in the description of the podcast. Links labeled is going to be one click, one stop shop for you. So when it comes to getting Watashiwa. <laughs> You have no excuse right now, my friends. It's all there for you. I did all the work. All you got to do is click. Come on. Come on. It's worth it. <laughs> and now time for number two, Seth. So whenever I'm guessing the podcast I enjoy having on the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise. This has happened, I'm not going to lie, every single time I've had guests in the podcast. And I knew from the first like half a minute, maybe less than that, that I'm like, yeah, this promise is continuing on. So Seth, my promise to you is this. It doesn't start out with if. If implies possibility of not happening. No, no, no. I'm not about that. I started with when. When means this is going to happen. But right now, date and time are to be determined. So when I can see you perform live for the first time with Watashi Wa, my promise to you is this, my man. First round's on me. Yes. Awesome. And hold me to that, man, because I oh, I do not like to, you know, have my debts hanging around. No, I want to pay up on my debts. So we're making right. it happen. I promise the second round on me.
I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so then, good. Seth, as we close out this podcast, my, my third thing, I never like to end these with goodbye for a number of reasons. One, that is way too final. Two, I made a promise to see you perform and the first round's on me, and I do want to make good of my promise. And also, this is not the only time I want to talk to you either. I do not want to be the only time we have you on the podcast. This conversation was incredible. I'd love to be back on the podcast again in the future. So goodbye is way too final. So that's not how we're ending it, Seth. We're ending it like this. So I'm going to tell you, man, I'll see you later. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to come back. See you next time. See you next time, my man. Well, folks, I'm interview with Seth Man Watashi. Wow. Once again, their brand new People Like People is coming out on May 20th. And you're going to want to listen to this thing. You're going to want to get into the groove, the vibe of it, and just the boldness of the topics and understand that deploying empathy, connecting with those personal relationships with people, unplugging at times from that digital world, and just being able and open to having these conversations, these tougher conversations about these tougher topics. And understanding and deploying empathy. You're going to want to listen to them and really get feel the vibes behind it all. So when it comes to finding Watashi Wa, you're going to want to find them online. You're going to follow their socials. You're going to want to know where to buy the album, stream the album, pre-save it, pre-order it, all that kind of stuff. Get some merch and when they're going on a tour. So look straight to the podcast, links for their socials, links for their website, links where you can find the tour, links where you can, you know, Find their merch. We can pre them, download it, stream it. All that kind of stuff is in the description of the podcast under Find Watashi Wa online. So it's all there for you. All you got to do is click and hit the follow, hit the subscribe button, and you're good to go. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Core Progression Podcast. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for the supercuts of the podcast. Funny stories, the enlightening parts, supercut, yeah. So you can also watch the podcast on our YouTube channel. You can also stream it. Audio version-wise on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. So all the groups of the podcast for you. If you're already subscribed to the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. 301 episodes in. We got 699 more to go until we get to 1,000 and then on to 2,000. Yeah, we're not stopping this stuff. We're going to keep it rolling. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. What? Maybe Fred Durst will be the thousandth. Who the hell knows? But that'd be kind of cool. Not going to lie. So make sure you're following us. Make sure you subscribe to us. If you're not subscribed to us, please, 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 please do so. If you don't want to, I mean, it's your choice, but I also want to say thank you for listening to this podcast, either or. Thank you, Phoenix. Thank you, Custom Debuts, our links, and their promo codes description of the podcast as well. To close this out once again, I mean, art decorates space, music decorates time. This is going to decorate the time that we're in right now. This is going to decorate the you know potential art renaissance that we might see coming out of the pandemic where we're going to be open up to talking about these conversations, having these conversations, talking about these topics, but not in a way where we're going to try and, you know, look at people that have different opinions than us and be like, oh, no, they have different opinions. That's bad. No, no. We're going to look at and deploy empathy because we've all gone through different things in life. We've all experienced many different things, and those experiences do shape what we see, what we do, what we believe, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to deploy empathy towards that. We're going to have an understanding and listening in those conversations so we can get that empathy deployed to us as well, and we can build those personal relationships even with people that don't have the fullest, you know, agreeing opinions on us or just show respect at the same time as well. This is an album that definitely is going to start driving that, especially with its theme. So let's keep it rolling let's keep it going and don't miss out on it so on that note guys that's gonna be for me today so yeah i said that's gonna be for you gay my bad that's gonna be for you guys thank you for listening to the core progression podcast my name is kevin and you guys know how i end every single one of the big healthy and hearty see